following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Welcome back, boys and girls, to another week in the South End Zone. Uh, I'm your host, Eric Mulher. Jason is actually not with us this week. He is on a job site in uh, northern Atlanta, but someone else is with us this week, and his name uh, is Dennis Dodd, and you probably know him from CBS Sports, where he's a senior writer covering college athletics. Mr. Dodd, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me so much. It's great to uh, great to have a little bit of time in the offseason to do this. Yeah, well, I'm sure you probably don't have a ton of it. So uh, given that, I'm going to jump right in, if that's okay. Uh, the, the big thing we wanted to kind of get your insight on uh, when we asked you to come on the show was the Pac-12 uh, in general, but in, you know, in particular, their media deal negotiations that are ongoing. So uh, for anyone who hasn't followed along, kind of to catch them up, for a while, we were hearing things like, you know, March. Uh, mid-March, late March, and now here we are, end of April, and we're hearing words like June and July. So do you think from, you know, having the conversations you've had with people, is this uh, they're just not in a hurry or are they running into problems or is there uh, kind of a surprise bidder coming in and gumming up the works or what kind of what is going on with that and when can we expect that to be finalized? Well, let's backtrack first. This goes back to really, obviously, the genesis of this is when USC and UCLA left or the news broke last June 30th and the PAC 12 immediately uh, entered into a nine, 90 day exclusive negotiating window with ESPN uh, in August, I believe they couldn't get anything done, went to market, still haven't gotten anything done. And it was about January 1st where they kept saying, well, or right uh, late last year, uh, you know, it's going to be January 1st Then January 1st, it was going to be two weeks. And, you know, then the Pac-12 went silent. And then now, as you mentioned, um, and as I have written, it now appears to be months away. Uh, I don't know the exact uh, cause of that, except to assume that they aren't close to having a deal. Um, Hmm. You know, and and if it does extend into the fall or, or the late summer, then do some of these schools in the Pac-12 get nervous and, you know, and express interest outwardly in the, in the Big 12. So far, they've, they've said kind of as a group, we're going to stay around and see what the, what the number is before we go. But it's, it's not a good situation. I don't think I have to tell anybody that. No. Um, so we, we wanted to talk about the media deal. This is not normally something that we pay much attention to or follow like closely, but it, does, it's, it is going to go a long way in kind of shaping the future of what the Pac-12 looks like. So we, we kind of thought it was important. What is the most important aspect of the media deal when it actually is completed? Is it the, the per school annual dollar amount? Is it the, the length of the, the term of the deal? Is it the platform? Because you're starting to hear a lot about, you know, it would be mostly streaming maybe. And who, I don't know if that's ideal. Like, what do these schools care about in terms of what the deal looks like and well, how satisfied they are? I, I think there's parts of all that that are true. But to cut to the chase real quick, I had a person tell me, because, because this has strung out so long, uh, I had a person in the industry just tell me that Pac-12 just needs a deal. Um, they need cost certainty. Um, the length of the deal, you know, I guess is going to be shorter rather than longer. 
Uh, but if you go too short, you're going to cut your cut yourself off at the knees because a rights holder isn't want doesn't want too short a deal where they're you know negotiating the next deal as soon as they sign the first one. So that's going to be a little bit of a finesse there. But all that's in play. I mean, it, we're still in a, a climate where linear rules, and by linear we mean uh, pay TV, cable, and broadcast television, the major networks, Fox, Fox, CBS, ABC, uh, NBC. Uh, The Big Ten did a deal that was, you know, not all linear, but their major major properties are are all on broadcast television, uh, their their best games. So in general, I think it would behoove the Pac-12 to have more than 50% on linear. That may not be possible. You've seen reports that, you know, everything from the CW to Amazon and Apple, nobody really knows what's going on. And I think the uncertainty just grows every year. I I do think the PAC 12 is going to stay together in some form, but it's going to look really, that's going to look really bad either way. If they end up, you know, with these same 10 teams that they had at the beginning, the, the question that begs itself is, you know, what took so long why couldn't we get this thing done early? Well, part of the answer is the Big 12 stepped into the breach on ESPN when the big when it became obvious uh, ESPN wasn't going to get any of the Big 10 and took that money and took those spots. And the biggest question remaining is how much money is left to pay the Pac-12 to the point that I think a lot of entities would be fine showing the Pac-12, but none of them, including ESPN, need the Pac-12. And I can't remember that ever being said about a Power Five conference in the last 10 or 15 years. Hmm. So what do you, what do you think um, is the likelihood of them losing teams? Because kind of the common perception is that they, they're going to need to come into a number close to what the Big 12 got, which is believed to be between 31 and 32 million per school per year. And I don't know how achievable you think that is, but how how bad does the number have to be for a school like Oregon? Well, that's or the Utah or whoever. Yeah. I mean, that's the question that remains unanswered. Um, you know, Oregon, along with Washington, doesn't have any leverage. They can't go anywhere. Um, they haven't been pursued by the Big 12. Uh, the four corner schools have, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah. But they're with everybody else. They're in a wait and see mode. I don't know what that magic number is. Um, and if it's, let, let's say they get uh, a satisfactory number that's around that big 12 uh, annual income per school of 31.7 million. Well, if it's all streaming, that opens up a whole new set of problems because streaming is the future, but it's not the present. I mean, my wife and I sat on the couch trying to watch White Lotus this week and, you know, we're two or two people, I think that are typical of our age group, you know, you would have to get out of cable, sign on, wait, hope it doesn't buffer. Right. And then watch it. And at that point you can't channel surf and watch another game. Yeah. You got to hope your kids aren't playing Call of Duty or whatever. And so, right. So that's just one example of of the disadvantages of going heavy on streaming. Yeah. So kind of along that same vein, one of my questions I was wondering is how, you know, in terms of the platform, are, are they looking ahead maybe to the next deal? Because, how much does the the numbers they're able to draw on this deal go into negotiating their next one? You know what I mean? I I don't know. Yeah, I think they're just in survival mode. Um, so just whatever they can get, you think they might be tempted yeah. to take regardless and, and not yeah, hold I out mean, for the ideal setup? 
Well, what what what's the ideal? I mean, I you know that's the open end. Or their their version of the ideal, I guess. Yeah, I their version say. of the idea. They will couch it as that, but then the question becomes, you know, why did it take a year? Why did it take ten months to do this? When, like the Big Twelve, you could have stepped right in there and gotten a deal done uh, with ESPN when you're, um, you know, because you were next in line. Your, your contract expires in 24. The Big 12 contract expires in 25. And whatever equity the Big 12 may have given up, they, you know, took advantage. Uh, they got the money maybe a little bit below market. But below market is better than no market, which is what the Pac-12 has right now. And the Big 12, without Texas and Oklahoma, is getting more money than they did with Texas and Oklahoma. Um, that's going to happen with I think I think that's going to happen with the Pac-12 because right now they're getting 21 million per school. Um, so if they're close to the Big 12, they will be getting more than they did with USC and UCLA. The problem, among, among other things, is where is it going to be seen? Where the, where are the windows going to be? Um, we talked about what's wrong with uh, with streaming right now. Anybody going head to head with with SEC and Big Ten noon is big, when the Big Ten kicks off. 3.30 is that SEC national game on ESPN. Uh, there's going to be a national game, a primetime game on ABC at night in the SEC. Uh, Notre Dame and the Big Ten are going to play in the 3.30 and primetime windows on NBC, I believe. Where is, I, I'm not, you know, they, wherever they go, they'd be going head to head with those entities, not to mention whatever the big 12 does. I, you know, I don't know what their, what their tier one games look like right now. I just don't know. There's no Texas right. in Oklahoma. So there's that. So, yeah. So any talk about setting this thing up for the future, I think it's just in survival mode. Mm, okay. So I, I have, I, I wanted to get um, your take on finding that window that you just talked about. But before we do that, I'm going to kind of skip over because Jason, this is one of his questions was, so if that number doesn't come in and, you know, and appease everybody, what do you think the chances are that they do lose schools and which schools do you think would be most likely to go to the big 12? Well, I think the, the schools, mo well, how do I put this? The schools that like the four corner schools, do you think they're a package deal or is like Utah and Colorado leave? Well, no, no, I think the mentality in the Big 12 is if they get one, then the then the, the dominoes fall. You right. know, that means you can get another one or more. But if they can convince one, because that, that would be a big jump. Um, not so much Colorado, because they've been in the Big 12, but they went to the Pac-12. Big reason, because most of their alums live in California. Mm -hmm. They'd be going you know, against away from that. But uh, money is money. I think the, the most likely interest in the big 12s from Colorado and Arizona. Um, you know, the president of Arizona, Robert Robbins has talked to me among others. And, and I think kind of left messages uh, embedded in his comments, like, Oh, you know, it, you know, we're okay for now, but we need to see a number like veiled uh, threats sort of thing. Yeah. Sort <laughs> yeah, of like that. And he, and he denies it, but I think the very fact that he's talking to media, he's putting his message out there. But, you know, again, I don't know, I, you know, I, I don't know what they can get. I, he, they, I think they've been told things that I know in the industry maybe not aren't true. Um, and, you know, the, the presidents have. 
Mm-hmm. For that, yeah, you saw the comments from De, uh, De Stefano at uh, at Colorado, right? That he thinks it's going to be a five year deal and they're going to get something done pretty soon. Well, I, you know, I, I don't know where that's coming from. Um, you know, again, I, I don't know what that number is that would cause those schools to leave. That's an, they have to answer that on their own. But there is a, a bit of a safe haven in the Big Twelve. They've, they've got a seven year deal. It's going to be a growth industry. Brett Yormark is bound and determined to make basketball uh, more of a revenue producer. It's only 20 uh, basketball is typically only 20% of any media rights deal. Well, you already see him. Uh, they're going to play exhibition games. The big 12 is in Rutgers right, overseas. Yeah. yeah they're going to have uh, this that found this out on a random podcast this week. I uh, just saw their uh, head of basketball in the big 12 said they're going to have a preseason tournament hmm. where, where, what that means is I don't know, but that would be fun as heck to watch, especially in that league. And so if you add an Arizona in basketball, wow, that's huge yeah. to, to that. So circling back to the time slots you talked about with, you know, the, the windows, the noon window, the three thirty, and this is something Jason and I talked about before, cause we were you know, studying up a little bit um, in case we were able to, to get you on, but why doesn't the PAC 12 try to own Friday nights? If they're struggling to, they don't want to go head to head with the ICC. I get it, but yeah. who, who plays on Friday nights? That, like, why couldn't they? Well, is, I it, think is the time zone a challenge? That's been mentioned as part of their new plan that they could have games on Friday night. I know that the the Big Ten has already done it on their network, uh, kicking and screaming in various places because um, that's high school football. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not in the West so much, but. And I have I have no idea what the ratings do in the Big Ten Network on Friday night. They're not tier one games. Actually, none of the games on Big Ten Network are tier one. But um, I don't think that in and of itself is a, is a savior. I don't think the Pac-12 getting on ESPN in the fourth window, late night, you know, ten o'clock Eastern or however you want to say it, Pac-12 after dark, in right. and of itself is a savior. It gets them on TV, but I'm told by industry sources that that doesn't, those games don't pay much. I mean, look, we were, look, the the Pac-12s in this situation because people made fun of all that. The people never, you know, never saw their games. They couldn't develop Heisman candidates. Mm-hmm. Uh, the committee didn't see them or it seemed like they didn't see them. So, um, and, and USC and UCLA thought so little of it that they left. So I, I don't know if that, in and of itself saves the league. I mean, I, I think it's possible it'll be on Friday, but I don't think they'll make some sort of windfall deal um, because as I kind of said up front, there's no need for any, anybody to, you know, they don't have any leverage to extract the money out of people. Uh, that would have to be a corporate decision from Amazon or Apple or whoever to say, okay, this is the next step because there's one Thursday night game on, in terms of sports on, on a streaming giant. Thursday night NFL, you've got, you know, these, what, Friday nights on Apple plus MLB. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no, there's no college at all. So do you, if you're one of those streaming giants, it makes perfect sense to dip your toe in the NFL and MLB. Do you want to dip your toe in college sports in a big way with the Pac-12? Uh, you know, I'm, I'll just leave that as an open-ended question. If you're going to go – you're going to go big with the Big Ten or SEC, and that might be, look, a period of seven or ten years. 
Uh, and maybe the, the PAC 12 is just a, an entry drug, if you will, into that. But I don't know. I leave that open ended. Hmm. So when Texas and Oklahoma announced they were going to the SEC, we kind of thought um, we, we had actually just started. Our, it was one of our first episodes and we were talking about it. We all kind of thought the, the Big 12 was just sort of die on the vine. Yeah. And and I don't think we were alone in that, but th- they took kind of a unique approach where they, they added a bunch of schools who um, strong basketball programs. And they kind of really leaned into that because they already had a number of them with Baylor and Kansas and Texas Tech. And, and now the PAC 12 looks like it is in danger of being kind of in that same, uh, same boat. So uh, what do you think I'm just in general terms being kind of one of the, the quote unquote power five or autonomy five or however they're designated, what does that look like for them? Are they just going to be kind of, uh, ornamental or yeah. Like do they uh, big picture, the, power five is dead it's the power two and it's been that way since about you know that day in july of 2020 yeah so about a year and a half it's been like that yeah they have the the biggest best consolidation of of major college brands in the history of of uh media Mm -hmm. and whether that grows or not i suspect it will in coming years from 32 uh, just means they're going to garner most of the money, most of the attention, most of the recruiting, most of the championships. And what what big picture, what effect does that have on really the, the entire enterprise? I call it the big flex. Whenever the Big Ten and or the SEC decide, I'm just making this up. You know what? We're going to go with 35 scholarships instead of 25. What are you going to do about it? Um, you know, we're going to police ourselves. You know, we're going to sell our rights to a hedge fund or something. You know what I'm saying? Something right. like that, because they can. And I'm not saying they'll break away. They'll, they'll, you know, they have to play Akron. You know, they have some of these schools have to win. But we're seeing it with, you know, we're seeing it in real time before our eyes. Um, and I don't know. I don't, don't know what form it's going to take, but we're already there. Uh, I was talking to uh, one of the group of five commissioners. He was lamenting the term power five group of five. And I said, it's the power two right now. Yeah, it's group of 10. Yeah. Or group, yeah. group of eight. <laughs> you can call it whatever you want. And the big, the big shift, frankly, will be when they do the revenue sharing for the expanded playoff in 26. Um, right now it's even, uh, I think they're doing in the last two years when the, the playoff expands in this current contract cycle, I think teams that, win in advance will get slightly more money but you'd be stupid if you were the if you weren't in the uh sec and and big 10 sat there going you know what boys here's the pie we're gonna get half of it mm-hmm. now, the rest of you you guys can divide up because we we contribute most of the system the rest of you guys can divide it up any way you want but we're taking half what are you going to do about it and i think that's the way this is going to go Whew. And I just made that number up half. I'm just right, saying, but I mean, it's not unreasonable for them to think that they yeah. could do that, right? Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, we will let you go and get back to the job that actually pays you money instead of talking to us. Um, but we obviously do appreciate you you taking the time to come on and give us a little bit of insight. We mostly concentrate our focus, you know, on the field during the season, and this is a little out of our uh, area of expertise. So, kind of get. Uh, 
uh, a little bit of a look at kind of what is going on with this and, and what the future looks like. So um, have a fantastic weekend. Thank you again for coming on. And maybe someday down the road, uh, we'll, we'll give you an invite again. Yep. It's a pleasure. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you very much. Have a great day.